Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. All right, welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. We got still uh, lots to get to this hour. If you're just joining us, you have uh, missed a lot. I'll have to tell you that. And you can go back and pick it up on the podcast. I would strongly encourage you to do that on the Odyssey app, 971talk.com. As well, go on there. You can find anything we've covered this morning or yesterday morning. Uh, This morning, importantly, I think you go back and listen to the interview we did with David Stokes about the big MSD tax increase. They're asking you for either vote for a 32% tax increase, which would raise your bill from $55, $56 a month to $75 a month, or we're going to increase it to $100 a month. It's it's like it's like a threat almost. It's like an either or. Either you do this, or it's going up more. And uh, very important information on there from David Stokes uh, this morning. Here's what you need to understand: They're going to spend the money on ten um, percent of it's going to an environmental justice fund. That'll make you feel better. What does that even mean? I, it means whatever they want it to mean. That's the great thing about it, right? It's like. Criminal justice reform. It's just it's fluid. justice it for criminals. That's, that's all it is. It's uh, environmental equity, right? Equity. That's mm-hmm. the word. Throw I was, that word that's in there. the word I was looking for. So anyway, you can pick that up on the podcast. You can listen in on uh, Bob Eno yesterday. We had him on from St. Charles County Council explaining the caucus this weekend. We got a ton of great information up there for you on uh, on on the podcast. Already uploaded for you. All you have to do is uh, hit the play button, right? Or you can hit rewind if you're on the Odyssey app and listen to. Uh, uh, David Stokes. Coming up, we got Shannon Bream live outside the United States Supreme Court this morning because, boy, do they have a bunch of important stuff. We have a judge in Illinois that's kicked Trump off the primary ballot. I don't think that'll stand, but she did suspend it for a week to give him a chance to appeal. In the meantime, the Supreme Court could be handing down that decision any day on the Trump issue. They've agreed to hear immu- the immunity issue. They've been talking about bump stocks. I mean, it's been a big week up there. We'll get to Shannon Bream on all of that for you coming up uh, in just a few minutes. And then Griff Jenkins. I'm watching this this morning. So Joe Biden is in Brownsville, Texas, on the on the border in a place where they don't have as big a, nearly as big a problem. Donald Trump went to Eagle Pass. That's where Griff Jenkins has been reporting from and where you see the lines of people lining up to, to break into our country. Um, we're going to check in with Griff live at about 835 with more on that. But first, I want to get to the shortlist, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. 
I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. Mitch McConnell giving up the reins of power. Who in the world might be next? This is long, long, long overdue. Mitch McConnell is the least popular politician in America, either party. This is a symbol of everything that's wrong with Washington. <laughs> that almost sounded like he was kind of whispering it into the microphone. I don't I don't know what the what the where he was when he did that. But that was Josh Hawley, obviously. He's been pushing for a change of Senate leadership. And we are learning new details tonight from President Biden's annual physical. The commander in chief's doctor says the 81 year old is, quote, fit for duty. Hey, don't worry. Just hey, America, don't worry. Nothing to see here. Um, anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> it never gets old. I, I'm sorry. For, for a television news anchor to look into the TV camera, reading the teleprompter that says, they say he's fit for duty. His, his, his doctor came out and said, they've checked over Joe Biden and he's fit for duty. And then all you have to do with your two eyes and ears is, Look at the man on a daily basis. He doesn't know where he is. My favorite thing is the. It reminds me of Darth Vader, Carl, Star Wars plug. We've been talking this morning, and I think it's so funny how the White House doctor is saying Biden is, quote, fit for duty. Yet you have special counsel Robert Hur, who's like, yeah, he's not even fit to stand trial. Incompetent to stand trial. Over the classified documents and the way they were handled. So. Clearly, something's not matching up here. So I say go back to Robert Hur and be like, look what the official White House doctor is saying. There are a lot of completely vibrant people who are in their 80s. But a lot of them would tell you they would have no business trying to deal with being president of the United States. I'm sitting with my mother yesterday when we're watching the news. And uh, she's she'll kill me for saying that she's 88. She's not listening, but. She's 88, right? Mm-hmm. And she's watching this and she says to me, how old is Joe Biden? And I'm like, well, he's 81. He'll be 82 when he gets reelected. He'd be 86 if he'd served, if he lived another four years. Um, she's like, oh, oh, no, he, he, he needs to go. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. She Take goes, he's got no Mitch business. But, 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 you know, I mean, she, she's. Still got her wits about her. I mean, you can be 80. She doesn't drive anymore. She There's things she doesn't do. She uses a walker. But she she can look at that guy and realize he's got no business being president of the United States. Yeah. And and what I wanted to play for you was the other soundbite, Carl, that, that we had Ethan pull for me this morning. Just to compare and contrast here just really quickly, because I, I think it's important. Play cut number three. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, cut number two. Uh, from CBS News, and then play the CNN report from 2018, from six years ago, when they discovered with shock and awe that after insisting on it, Donald Trump went and took a cognitive test. 
And we are learning new details tonight from President Biden's annual physical. The commander in chief's doctor says the 81-year-old is, quote, fit for duty. The report said the oldest president to hold office is healthy, active, robust, and occasionally coughs due to acid reflux. <laughs> it said his stiffened gait was the result of arthritis, a previously broken foot, and neuropathy in his feet. Dr. Kevin O'Connor at Walter Reed noted the president still uses a CPAP machine to help with his sleep apnea, and he identified no new concerns. So, Barbara, last night we were surprised when the president revealed that he'd had this very recent cognitive test. We've never been given a good explanation for his unscheduled visit to Walter Reed. Maybe it had something to do with his cognition. Um, Barbara, you worked with him for 18 years. Have you seen any evidence of a change in his cognitive abilities? Well, you know, it's... Um... It's hard to really pinpoint it because I'm not there watching what he's doing. I'm just like everyone else watching on TV. Um, I, I noticed some changes in him. Uh, one thing, his his vocabulary is um, is much much less than than it used to be. He's, he seems to be relying on the same words all the time, and he repeats himself a lot more than he ever did. Um. Anyway. And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to see here. They found a woman who used to work with Trump who claims that his vocabulary has changed. And that was their evidence in 2018 he needed a cognitive test. And now they claim that Joe Biden is fit as a fiddle. Yeah, he's with it, folks. I, I'm that sorry. That right there is I'm a sorry. man who would easily pass a cognitive test. <sighs> Scary times. Hey, let's uh, let's get going here to a break. So we'll have plenty of time with Shannon Bream, who is live outside of the Supreme Court this morning to talk more about this whole immunity challenge that the court has agreed to hear. We'll be back in a minute. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. That I'm concerned about them essentially giving a de facto immunity, um, that they say there is no immunity, but because your point is, and Nicole was making, the delay itself de facto gives immunity to this former president. Get up, baby! Get up! There is only one Shannon. Shannon Bream, host of Vox News Sunday. Shannon, good morning to you. How are you? I'm great. How the heck are you? I'm doing fine. Are you are you live outside the Supreme Court this morning? 
I am inside. Oh, but I am inside. live. You are this live. This is me. This is not AI. <laughs> I, I thought I read on the rundown earlier that you were going to be at the Supreme Court. That was uh, that was Andrew Weissman and the, the attorney who I ran the bite from there. And you know, it seems like a lot of people who really, really, really wanted to see this go to trial are very disappointed that the Supreme Court is going to consider this issue. Yeah, and listen, the interesting thing is special counsel Jack Smith himself argued back in December that the Supreme Court was the only body that could settle this immunity question for good. There was a lot of back and forth ever since then, um, but then after he got this resounding win from the three-judge panel at the D.C. Circuit— on the question of immunity, then Jack Smith was sort of arguing to the Supreme Court, now you don't need to answer the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, the court said, yeah, we're going to answer the question. So uh, it's going to come up the end of April, a decision due by the end of June. But listen, Weissman's probably right in many ways about the delay. It's the best scenario for President Trump's legal team because it pushes everything back for months. And then the question gets to be, if you really get to trial September, maybe October on this, is Jack Smith going to do that within this sort of 60, 90 day window of a presidential election? That is a good question, given uh, this DOJ and maybe I could argue how they've operated so far. So now you're at the Supreme Court building where we've been expecting any day for them to rule on the ballot mm-hmm. issue. And yesterday, a Illinois judge jumps into the fray. Right. Exactly. So you've got this state judge in Illinois saying, I've determined that he has uh, that he has committed insurrection. He's engaged in insurrection and I'm not going to put him on the ballot. Now, I'm giving you a stay until Friday. They've already started some early voting in Illinois. And so I would suspect that the Trump legal team is right now getting their paperwork together to get a, a higher court there in Illinois to put this whole thing on hold to say you can't move while we're waiting for the Supreme Court. You know, because you've got Colorado, they've got everything on hold, but they're part of Super Tuesday and his name is on the ballot there. And what they've said is if the state wins at the Supreme Court, anybody who's voted for him on Super Tuesday, we're just not going to count those votes. And if the state loses, then obviously we'll count the Trump votes. But these states doing this so close to their elections while we're still waiting on SCOTUS, you know, it, it kind of makes it a waste of their time until we know what the justices do. Shannon, I wanted to ask you about this deal that Congress is, is touting that they, they reached to avoid the partial government shutdown. But really, it's just yet again kicking the can down the road. It is. And if you think that it's been tough to get the bills done to this point, we're five months into the fiscal year. A lot of people are skeptical that another week is going to get it done. But I don't think anybody on the Hill wants the optics of the State of the Union address getting canceled next week because, oh, we haven't funded the government. So I think what they're trying to do is just another set of Band-Aids. They think the easier group of bills they can get done by next Friday and then give themselves a couple more weeks to try to get the much tougher batch of bills done. But you've got conservatives saying the real hardliners up there, we don't want any of this. Let's just push it into April because there comes a trigger point where if you don't have the bills done, then automatic spending cuts kick in. And I think that many of the folks on the hard right are going to say, yeah, let's just wait for that. Yeah. You know, I know that it's never a dull moment. Of course, Mitch McConnell's stepping down. Is Mm -hmm. he going to be a guest on Fox News Sunday? You know, we did have the last one-on-one sit-down with him, um, you know, a couple months ago, and where he gave us no clue that this was coming, but there were questions. Um, he's, I, we're not planning to have him this Sunday, but I think very soon. And, you know, we feel like a nice, strong exit interview is always fun with leaders who are not running again, because as you've found with many of these House members who have announced that they're not running again, they take a bit of truth serum, and we always enjoy those. Yeah, that's true. Who, do you have anybody scheduled at this point? 
We do. We actually have uh, Senator Marco Rubio's with us, Senator Ben Cardin with us. A lot of foreign policy, those gentlemen on both sides of that question, um, whether it's the Middle East, the funding for Ukraine, the, the you know, shutdown potential battles. Um, and, you know, Marco Rubio's name has been floated as a potential successor to Mitch McConnell. We'll see if he's interested. All right. Shannon, thank you. We'll be watching. See you Sunday. Yep. Thank you. Shannon Bream there live inside the Supreme Court. I, I envisioned her sitting outside, you know, bundled up in a coat, but... No, they're smart. She's inside the Supreme Court this morning. Coming up, Griff Jenkins doesn't need a coat. He's on the Mexican border with President Trump. We'll get to him next. Well, listen, Joe Biden and the Democrats in Congress are deliberately endangering the lives of every American. If you look at Lake and Riley, a beautiful 22-year-old woman, a nursing student in Georgia, she was murdered because of the Democrats' open border policies. And In Kyiv, Ukraine, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. Along the southern border, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. At the White House, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. In St. Louis, Griff Jenkins, Fox News. Griff Jenkins, on the border, baby. How are you, Griff? We are on the border again, Mark. And for the last two and a half years, I've been talking to you from every place in the border along as well as on the Mexican side, but we are standing now in front of the Brownsville Border Patrol Station where President Biden is coming in a matter of hours. And it's really a bit of a head-scratcher, Mark, as to why Biden chose to come to Brownsville, which is part of the RGB sector, because it is one of the lowest in terms of crossings. If you remember back in May, nine months ago, I was talking to you as we had our drone in the sky and you had hundreds after a wave of hundreds and hundreds of migrants crossing into that area called Camp Monument in Brownsville. On Monday, they had zero. (laughs) Now, I will be breaking news first right here uh, on your show and then again at 10 a.m. on Fox. I just shot video 30 minutes ago of a group of about 100 migrants mostly from Central America, although some from Venezuela, which has gotten attention, particularly in the wake of the tragic murder of the UGA student. But 100 did cross here. However, Bill Malusia and I did a comparison because he's over in Eagle Pass. I'm here in Brownsville. Eagle Pass, of course, where Trump is. And in Eagle Pass, they've had more than 2,000 this week. Here, they had less than 50 in the last five days with zero on Monday. Now, interestingly, 100 just crossed here. It's unclear, by the way, uh, Mark and Kim, whether or not President Biden will meet with any of the 100 migrants that did cross here. He said he wants to see some migrants. We've actually got a few. Well, that's the thing. He can say, I went firsthand to the border and I saw for myself, but it's not a crisis. You know, there weren't that many people crossing. It's almost like strategically he went to a place where there are fewer people actually trying to get over. Well, and you're right about that. And, and, you know, he says the White House's official line is that they want to speak to frontline border officials uh, about the problem. And that this, Colonel uh, Jean-Pierre was on CNN earlier today and saying this is not about politics for the president. But in the same breath, she says that the crisis is to blame on Republicans for not passing things like the Senate border bill. And so I'm not sure how you parse saying it's not about politics while blaming the other party. Yeah, well, the, the president uh, did comment uh, on on that this morning, the fact that he was going to a heavily, uh, uh, a heavily 
cross border area. Listen. Um. Anyway, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, maybe choose my words. <laughs> He's got to be careful there. He was pacing himself, Griff. Well, and you know, I mean, listen. If we step back, and and you know, the three of us here are old enough to have seen enough in life that leaders are those that show up in the areas that need to be triaged, the worst spots, and we see leadership in action. That was sort of what we always had, at least I did growing up, in the vision of a leader. And in the San Diego sector, in the Tucson sector, I just moments ago, literally like two minutes ago, got the latest 24-hour border numbers across the entire southwest border. There's some 6,800 total migrant crossings, right? More than 1,500 were in Tucson. More than 1,100 were in San Diego. The RGV sector and the Del Rio sector, where Eagle Pass is and where Brownsville is, aren't even in the top five. And so, you know, if you want to be that leader, you want to be seen in that role, you need to get to where it's worse. And as we were talking, you know, uh, in, in past weeks, out in Hakumba, California, where I was, you've got that national security risk. And at the end of the day, the president has perhaps no more uh, paramount obligation to the nation than to protect its fellow citizens. It's a lesson we've all been living with for decades in the wake of 9-11. And yet I'm out there, Bill Malusian's out there. I was interviewing the Syrian men coming from a state sponsor of terror. And yet he comes to Brownsville where they had zero migrants on Monday. Mm -hmm. He can't even protect White House employees from his German shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he can't. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, a, a serious journalist, and, and, but I can't help but laugh when you say that because it's not like one bite happened. There's a lot of 20, bites. 20, like dog, bites. The, first, the first dog had to be given to a home because Awful. of this problem. Now the second dog. Any other and dog so would you, be taken away, but because it's Joe Biden's dog, it's fine. You raise a point. Maybe they should send Commander down to the border. That would yeah. really, oh. uh, perhaps be a deterrent of sorts. I, I like don't that know. Idea. That but, would be but, an international crisis, Griff, if uh, if we had a dog down there that was biting people, because it might deter <laughs> illegal immigration. We don't want that. Yeah. Now, now there is an interesting thing, though, and that is the story of why it's shifted so much. And the reason why there's zero migrants on Monday is largely because. That area where I was nine months ago, where we had all the migrants crossing in Brownsville, Camp Monument, that entire river bank is lined with miles of razor wire and, uh, you know, obstruction uh, fencing that the state of Texas put up. Now, I'm told from a CBP or Border Patrol sources that the hundred that got through today used wire cutters to cut the wire. But clearly, the fact that you've got less than 50 migrants in five days tells you that that's working. And that's why they're shifting out west where it's more conducive. California is a sanctuary state. California, on January 1st, afforded illegal border crossers uh, access to free health care. And so, you know, it, it, it's no surprise uh, of what you're seeing in, in terms of yeah. – Sort of the shift away from Texas. So, so Griff, I just, I just want to give you a compliment, my friend. I mean, people hear you on here every week, and they probably know you from seeing you on, on uh, TV all the time. But what, what a consummate 
media professional. I listened the other day, and you filled in for Kill Mead for, what, two or three days in a row and just crushed it. Yeah, I listened Great too. job. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind, and and, uh, and and that means a lot to me because you're you're one of the great ones right now, Mark, and you're doing such a good job on the radio show, and, and I started a career as a, a kid with a degree in Jack Daniels from Ole Miss, didn't know what he was going to do in his life, started producing the Ollie North radio show in the 90s, the Tony Snow show in the early 2000s. So to be back in a radio chair is where my heart always uh, is. And, and uh, it was a great honor to fill in for uh, for Brian. And, and I appreciate you letting me know that I didn't break it. Just tell my bosses. <laughs> I will tell your bosses. The great thing about it, and you I think you pointed this out one day, is, is for people that have been in the constraints of television where you've got 90 seconds to tell a story and you got to toss it back live to the anchors, to have the freedom of – of 10 and 15, maybe 20 minute segments where you can flesh out a subject and talk about it and talk about your experiences. I mean, it's just a, it's a world of difference. It was, it was, it is a world of difference. And it is why Rush Limbaugh, the great Rush Limbaugh uh, behind the golden mic became so popular and affected uh, the trajectory of so many of our lives because he could expand on these ideas and, and delve into issues that don't get that type of, uh, of, of exposure. And certainly uh, in conjunction with it, the rise of Fox News, because we were simply willing to tell the other side of the story. And, you know, talk radio is still uh, the best, greatest place that you can expound at length on these issues. And certainly right now, you know, we've got the number one issue on voters' minds is immigration. And we learned that in New Hampshire, where voters told us that. In Iowa, in South Carolina, three states that are far from the border. But yet it's trumping even the economy, the traditionally number one issue, because of what they see. And yeah. but for Fox cameras, I would, I would say, you know, the country might not have even known about it. No kidding. Well, it's the truth, man. Hey, be safe down there. Have fun with uh, President Biden. Hope he doesn't get lost. Well, you know, we're told he's going to deliver remarks, but not take questions. Of course. Although I hope I can find some rascally way to try and get a question shouted or something if they'll ask it. Because uh, I would love for him to react uh, about whether or not he bears any responsibility for the death of People like Lake and Riley because of his border policy. Yeah. That's not been addressed. And and remember, the first thing President Biden did on day one was undo Trump policies like remain in Mexico. But he also halted all deportations. Yes. And that was struck down by a judge. But we've come a long way, and now we're feeling consequences uh, this many years after. Hey, Griff, be, be safe. My friend, we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. All right. See you now. Uh, Griff Jenkins there live. I, my mistake. I, I I texted with him yesterday. Told me he was going to the border. I thought he was going back to Eagle Pass, but he's down there in Brownsville. That's absolutely strategic why Biden's yeah. going there. And <laughs> yeah. I would also ask Biden if I had a chance to ask him a question would be, why do you continue spewing lies that you have zero power as president of the United States to take action right now without Congress acting whatsoever? He did it. He, he undid everything Trump did by executive order. And in doing so, reopened the border is what he did. All right. We'll get to a quick break here. Still lots to come. We'll be back in a minute. That is without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right. So for those of you that listen to the show all the time, and oftentimes we get comments on the Facebook page of, oh, man, Carl, I love the music, man. Thank you for arranging all the music. 
often it even goes unnoticed by the other two hosts in the studio what Carl's up to. And I didn't, I heard him play Jump by Van Halen earlier, and I enjoyed that. And I thought to myself, I wonder why he's playing that song today when it was number one on the Billboard chart uh, last, week. last week. And it didn't dawn on me that every song he's played today has had the word Jump in it. And I had to put together why. I'm like, why, Carl? And why like, was uh, that? Leap day. Ah, leap day. Duh. It's leap day. Yeah. I'll do it again in four years. They say of the world's residents, only like five million five of them million. were actually born on leap day. And then they all. So are you automatically the younger? They, because they all your make birthday, the same yeah, joke. I'm sure. I know do. someone who's turning <laughs> nine today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning thirty-six. That's funny. That's funny. So, uh, you, if you, if you're strategic, if you have, if you got a little bit of that George Bush strategery in you, you can um, eat for free today in a few places. I, I'm not quite sure. I guess just it's just a thing to do. Like the marketing department sat around and thought, well, this doesn't happen all that often. What can we do to promote it? So, so they put out a list of things. At Krispy Kreme, apparently, you can get all guests get a dozen donuts. For just two twenty nine, hint hint the date, with the purchase of a regularly priced dozen. And if you have a birthday today, you can get a free dozen if you're one of those lucky people. But you have to prove. You have to show an ID. You have to show a voter ID. I was going to say you don't have to show donuts. your ID to vote. That's fine. But to get your donuts, show you, your government you issued show ID. Your ID. <laughs> um, Wendy's is offering one of its. Uh, Free Cinnabons this morning Ooh. during breakfast hours. I would assume you still got go. some time to get over there. Can it's anyone not, go? It's not available. Anybody can go, but it's not available through like DoorDash or something. You can't order it. You got You can't be lazy. Get up and drive over there. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Go drive up to get your <laughs> giant, ridiculously Cinnabon. fat. Cinnabon. At Chipotle, you have to pay for the the. Um, burrito that's the size of your head mm-hmm. but they will give you free guacamole today <gasps> go figure that did, did you say chipotle 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 i've heard it both really mm-hmm. i've always called it chipotle oh it, my gosh i've never heard that i'm sorry chipotle? moment to ask about that chipotle i, no, I, I don't know i've chipotle? heard people chipotle? joke chipotle but no i i say chipotle <laughs> Um, All right, sorry about that. That's Continue okay. on. No, no, no. Duck donuts. If you if you go over there, you can get uh, a cinnamon sugar donut and a hot coffee or cold brew for two twenty nine. So there's getting back to the date. Duncan's doing some kind of a coffee deal for two bucks of cinnamon vanilla coffee. Mm. If you're a rewards member and you get four times points, the milk bar. Unfamiliar with that one. But uh, you can go to the any milk bar store location and get a free full-size cake uh, if it's your birthday. Lion's Choice has BOGO today. But you Ooh. must show your government ID. Do you have to have a birthday today to get Lion's nope. Choice BOGO? An extra day calls for an extra sandwich. I love those sandwiches. Wow. There you go. So you got there's a few deals out there that maybe you can find if you're paying attention. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I'm getting texts of people Ah, sending me stuff. I see. Thank you, Tom. All right. Well, listen, have a great day. Go back and download the podcast. If you missed any of the show today, we got that for you. You can listen to Brian Kilmeade up next with the latest from the Supreme Court immunity case. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Get more at 971talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.